If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Jay Ratliff joins us right now, our day trading expert, but he's also an aviation expert. And we had a story that developed, and I would have, I would have bet the farm that when this plane landed, they found a kid in the wheel well, and no. it went from the mainland to Hawaii, found a kid, what, 16-year-old kid? 16. He passed out in the wheel well. He didn't wake up for about an hour after they landed and then got out, and that's when they saw him on the tarmac. Yeah. And you got this 16-year-old, if somebody would have told me, all right, are you going to bet on him being alive or dead? Every experience I've heard about that happening, they're dead. And Jay Ratliff, uh, how did he survive that at that altitude? Well, you, you have a one in four chance of surviving uh, based on the last 70 years of uh, recorded uh, results. We've had about 100 people make this same sort of attempt. Most of the time it's on a shorter flight than a five-and-a-half-hour flight. Uh, between San Jose, California, and, and Maui. Mm. But, uh, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's certainly a miracle because not only is the first issue approaching the aircraft undetected, which, again, is a huge security issue if somebody can walk up to an airplane and simply hop into the wheel well. The other thing is uh, you've got to worry about the landing gear crushing you when it uh, retracts, and, and that's we've lost several people there. <sighs> but then as the aircraft uh, climbs, you're worried about uh, hypoxia, as the oxygen levels decrease. And then, of course, you've got uh, the idea of the freezing cold temperatures, which sometimes can yeah. reach 70 degrees below zero. Oh, That's what, what that surprised point. me, that he survived so, but, that but a 16-year-old. How? how is it possible? What, what, what did he have going for him in this well, particular case? Well, the fact case? that you pass out is certainly one of the things that can help you. Uh, there is some heat that is in the, uh, the in that area. I mean, you've got basically a warm tire that is going to be retracting that will give a little bit of heat for a short period of time, and some of the hydraulic lines themselves emit a, a small amount of heat. But if you pass out and you're breathing you know, far more or less than you would be, obviously, if you were conscious and trying mm-hmm. to go through all of that, it was the fact that he passed out that basically saved his life from what we're being told. Of course, the other issue that you have to worry with and where many people have met their end is when that landing gear retracts on final approach to the destination. And you fall out. Uh, be- exactly, because you're, you're basically weak, many times unconscious. And it's at that point in time that, uh, you know, many people have have, uh, have died in the attempt. But, you know, we're, we're, a lot of focus is on this 16-year-old kid. But every time I, I see one of these uh, reports, it just scares me. Because, you know, had this been somebody that wanted to inflict harm on this aircraft, it could have walked up and put a device in the wheel well yeah. and left as opposed to jumping in. Uh, we've seen billions of dollars of, you know, much-needed security a dollar spent inside the airport. We've done very, very little uh, for the tarmac and the runways. We still have aircraft that sit near the end of the runway, sometimes waiting for several minutes before takeoff. And all somebody has to do is jump an eight-foot no trespassing fence, and they can approach the aircraft from the rear without being detected. <clears throat> and it is a huge, huge issue. But the FAA and everyone that I've talked to said, Jay, it's something that happens so rare, it doesn't require an overreaction. <clears throat> what they're saying is it takes money to fix we're not going to do it 
and we don't view this as a as a real threat. But I guarantee, if we had 30 airplanes falling out of the sky and 6,000 people losing their lives, it would then become a matter of priority. It's just a shame well, that people have to die before sometimes we see upgrades in commercial aviation. Oh, that's that's, that's going to be true all along the way. I mean, yeah. first of all, the first time somebody does put something in a wheel well or do something nefarious regarding planes from that vantage point coming over a fence and doing something to a plane or whatever, then we will react to it. Uh, the next one is somebody someday is going to shoot one of those down with a surface-to-air missile. Those are so right. easily obtainable now. All you'd have to do is be uh, several hundred yards away from the takeoff pattern and just bring it down instantly. And, and that would, after that, that happens, our... they're going to put devices on there that will uh, counter these things. Yeah, that was our worry leading up to 9-11 when we were being told, because we were getting monthly security updates that bin Laden was planning some sort of attack, attack against commercial aviation, and we thought it was going to be explosives in bags or one of those surface-to-air missiles. Uh, in fact, those were some of the reports that we were getting from the FBI leading up to the months before the attack. And uh, so that was kind of the concern was the surface-to-air missile because so many of those were uh, on the market, so many of them were undetected, and we were worried about the, what hands they might be falling into. But in this case, you don't need something as sophisticated as a, you know, a, well, those shoulder-fired surface-to-air missile launchers, you've got somebody who can jump a fence, walk up to the airplane. A 16-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And that's, again, it just it just points out the fact that we are doing a good job on aviation security, but we've got to certainly pay attention to some of these gaping holes because this story is getting coverage around the world, obviously. Mm-hmm. And one, it's going to breed copycats. You're going to have some idiot that's going to try to do the same thing, and it's not going to end up in the same way. But it's also showing people that weren't keenly aware of the fact that, gee whiz, we thought there was a lot more security going on at some of these airports around the country. And when you've got aircraft that sit overnight for an extended period of time, yes, there is a walk around that's done by one of the pilots where the wheel wells are checked. But watch when they go through those. Most of the time, the crew member will spend seconds glancing into the wheel well, and that's it. Very rarely do you see them stick their head in and do what they should be doing, a full 360 search to make sure there's nothing in there that needs to be. But it is certainly something that deserves a great deal of attention, and I'm hopeful that this latest incident will wake up the FAA and the Department of Transportation Mm -hmm. into doing something to try to at least a little bit upgrade the security on the ramp. And I'll be anxious to see what that kid's going to be like 10 years from now if that lack of oxygen for that (laughs) extended period of time is going to impact his brain. But, Jay, thanks for joining us on AM Tampa Bay this morning. Maybe next week we'll talk about day trading. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get get back to it eventually, no problem. Thanks, Jay. We're sure. Thank you, Jay Ratliff, our day trading expert.